When I was in eighth grade, my health teacher sold pizza after school. That's the America I grew up in. It's the I Can Complain podcast. My name is John. I was at the hospital earlier today making a delivery for work, and they still, as of 2023, have soda machines in some of the hospitals. They're pimping out soda pops left and right. The Pepsi machine is boldly and proudly on display as soon as you enter the facility. You can't drink anything before surgery, but as soon as you're out of surgery, they'll wheel the gurney out to the lobby and you can put in your credit card information and you can get a Mountain Dew for $2.25. Welcome to America in the year 2023 where you can still get soda out of the vending machines in the hospitals. You're there because you drank so much soda. Why shouldn't you be able to enjoy one right before you possibly die? I can see it now. You come out of surgery and the doctor says, hey, it was touch and go there for a minute. We didn't know whether you'd live or not. I have one suggestion for you. Please don't drink soda for the rest of your life. But if you want to enjoy one right now, we have three machines out in the lobby. Do you want us to wheel you out there so you can start, you can start making bad decisions all over again? This is your chance to start fresh, but you've decided to waste the rest of your life like you wasted the beginning of your life. So we'll wheel you out to the lobby if you want to be wheeled out there. Just let the nurse know. There will be a $75, fuck, not $75. There will be probably a $275 surcharge for us having to wheel your half-dead ass out there for some caffeine and sugar. That's America. But they indoctrinated me early into the American experience. They did. I grew up eating bomb pops, which were basically red, white, and blue cruise missiles made out of frozen ice. That's right. I grew up every summer, and I'd get to have my war, and I'd get to eat it too. There were stars in my eyes every time that truck rounded the corner. The ice cream truck rounded the corner, and I would only see one thing. It was red, white, and blue cruise missiles. If the driver of the truck was feeling particularly patriotic that day, he'd turn the music down, and he'd just turn war sounds up. It would just be sounds from the battlefield as he cruised through the neighborhoods at slow speeds looking for children to buy his shit. In the 1990s, it was just a bunch of old men with PTSD having acid flashbacks driving around trying to attract kids to their vehicles. I'm talking about the days before the Dippin' Dots and before Spongebob, back when all they had was Mickey Mouse even though he wasn't relevant anymore. For three consecutive decades, I'm talking about the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, Before Spongebob came along, all they had was Mickey Mouse to sell, and it wasn't selling very well. So business was slow. It gave the drivers lots of time to do drugs and hang around with hot broads all summer long. It was just old men dreaming of past war glory, having acid flashbacks, hanging around with women all summer long, smoking joints, chain-smoking Newports, taking coke bumps off the dash. I'm talking about men with no driver's license, no documentation. They weren't even immigrants, but they weren't documented. I'm talking about people whose parents didn't even bother to claim their social security numbers when they were born because the parents knew that they would never amount to really anything. They would never need a social security number because they were never getting a real job. You just tell the boy at a young age, he said, your dad was an ice cream truck driver. Your dad's dad hauled a wagon around with ice cream in it in the late 1800s. That's where you're going to be, Jimmy. There's no escaping it. Unless you're going to go work at a carnival, there's no escaping this. Yes, there was a caste system in the 90s. No, there wasn't. But what I'm saying is people are just saying the world's crazy now. It's always been crazy. There's always been drugged up people driving around trying to sell shit to your kids. What I'm trying to say is there were a lot of freaks when I was growing up. It was the ice cream man trying to sell me frozen weapons of mass destruction. 
Fucking frozen cruise missiles. It was that. It was my doctor that I told you about last week that would eventually be in prison for taking indecent liberties with a minor. I was walking on eggshells every time I left the house is what I'm saying. One way or the other. And every time I went to school, I would run into my health teacher, a morbidly obese man that I've mentioned on this show a long time ago. He was a morbidly obese individual. And he sold pizza after school. The health teacher sold pizza after school. The man that was in charge of keeping 800 students healthy, teaching them about their bodies, hadn't seen his dick in five years because of his gut. That's the man that I'm talking about right now. He was a cool guy, though. I didn't have a problem with him. I really didn't. But the man in charge of a course labeled health sold more pizzas than Domino's. Actually, it was Domino's. Yeah, he sold Domino's. He had the pepperoni and the cheese, and I think on special occasions, he would have the sausage. I don't think I ever saw a loaded pizza. I don't think I saw a Supreme, but there could have been a Supreme. I'm not going to rule it out. You get your slice for a dollar, and then you turn around and get your 20-ounce Dr. Pepper out of the vending machine, and all was right with the world. Little did we know the hypertension would set in later, the blood pressure would rise, the early-onset diabetes would kick in, and uh, yeah... Most of us that grew up eating that shit probably are paying for it now, but I guess we have the health teacher to thank for that. I'm just now realizing I I grew up with the worst medical practitioners and the worst teachers. Oh my gosh, my health teacher was awful. Every time I went to the doctor, I had to avoid essentially rape. I mean, this is some scary shit, guys. Essentially, if I wanted good medical advice and good medical care when I was growing up, I had to turn on the television. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Thank you, Dr. Quinn. I never really watched you, but you did more to help me than my doctors and health teachers ever did. But my main man, I'm talking about you now, Wilford Brimley. Oh, yeah. Check your blood sugar and check it often. There's just no reason not to. And call Liberty Medical. They can help you live a better life. That was the life I wanted to live. Wilford Brimley was my inspiration for health in the 1990s. Every time I went to the school, they were shoving pizza in my face. Every time I went to the doctors, he was shoving his dick in my face. He wasn't, but he did to other kids. It's a joke. I'm joking. He was doing it, but I'm I'm just trying to make light of the situation. It's been 20 years. Let me make a joke about my doctor that was diddling kids 20 years ago. Don't get on my ass for this. You see my childhood. You know what I grew up with now. The adults around the turn of the century, if they weren't trying to molest you, they were just trying to feed you food until you got so fat you couldn't even move anymore. Sure, you'd be hyper and probably have ADHD, but eventually you'd get so fat that you'd stay in that chair and you'd never move. My health teacher would just be eyeing kids on the playground. The other teachers would be saying, Jimmy's running around a lot this week. And he'd be saying, he's not going to be running around much longer. He's going to be so fat he can't move before, (laughs) before too long because I fed him pizza after school every damn day for three years. And little Jimmy would go home at night and he'd wonder why he's ballooning up. He's wondering why he's rapidly expanding and why he's becoming morbidly obese faster than you can fucking blink your eyes. It's because he's eating pizza every damn day. They're teaching him about the food pyramid, but they're not teaching him what he really needs to know. They're not teaching him what the greats are teaching him. I'm talking about the great exercise and health minds of our time. I'm talking about Richard Simmons. I'm talking about Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. She was on ABC for years. She knew her shit. And I'm talking about Wilford Brimley, goddammit. These are the people that we looked up to as kids because the parents didn't give a shit. In the 90s, it was all hamburger helper off the stovetop, latchkey kid bullshit. That's what it was. That's what we ate, and we got fat. We had to look for inspiration anywhere we could find it. Maybe it was a little Richard Simmons in the late afternoon, 
Maybe it was a little Dr. Quinn medicine woman before bed. But we had to look for inspiration for health anywhere we could find it. Even Kevin Trudeau was popular. You guys remember that TV pitch man, right? Selling his bullshit on TV for years, claiming he cured cancer. The government eventually put him in jail. They said, you can't say that. You can say anything in America, but you can't say that. Kevin Trudeau said, fuck you. I'll say what I want to say. And then they threw him in jail. He was an inspiration too. He tried to sell me chloral calcium on TV for eight consecutive years. Nobody else was doing shit. So thank you, Kevin Trudeau. You didn't cure cancer, but you were trying to help me out when everybody else had given up. But I haven't given up, guys. I haven't completely given up. You know why? Because it's springtime. You guys know what that means. The drugs are in season. Anywhere you go around this time of year, the drugs are in season. You might think, hey, it's a little too early for the drugs to be in season. You'd be wrong about that. The drugs are in season in Miami. You walk outside, you can just smell the baking soda. You can smell the cocaine in the air. Up in the Appalachian Mountains, it's the Oxys and the Percocets that are starting to bloom. I know a lot of my listeners were looking forward to an early spring vacation in the Appalachian Mountains getting high on pills. Well, guess what? This is your this is your sign that it's time to go. The Oxys are in bloom. The Percocets are in bloom. And those of you further north, you might be thinking it hasn't completely thawed out yet. And you might be thinking nothing is available for you yet. You'd be wrong. To my people up there in remote areas of Minnesota, it's time to get out because guess what? That's where the meth is in season already. Yep, that's right. The meth's in season already and the strip clubs are starting to fill up too. You better get your ass down to those. It's springtime in America and God bless it. Woo! I've been looking forward to this for months. It's not quite Hot Chef Summer yet, guys. It's not. That's right around the corner. Before Hot Chef Summer gets here, we get to have a nice drug spring. Somebody told me the other day they were vacationing to the Midwest. I said, I don't know why you'd vacation there, but I hear the drugs are lovely this time of year. You're really going to enjoy yourself. Enjoy the pills. Enjoy the powder. Enjoy it all. Just enjoy spring. Get out and enjoy yourselves. And for the love of God, support the economy a little bit. You know these girls are working hard in those strip clubs, trying to make money now so they can go on summer vacation. So go down, get yourself a rack of ecstasies just like six deep and go down to your local strip club and have fun for once. Enjoy a night out high on ecstasy at your local strip club. That's what I'm endorsing. Let's t- it's time to get this economy back on track. And the only way that we're going to get it back on track is by doing drugs and visiting strip clubs this spring. Hot Chef Summer's coming up. Get your shit together. You probably have a lot of free time this summer anyway, unless you're a child. That's right. We covered the news story a couple weeks ago, also involving the Midwest. I believe it was Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I can't tell them apart. You might remember the story I'm talking about, though. I think it was out of Iowa. They were putting the kids to work. They said these kids need to get to work at age 14 or 15, whenever they were allowing it. I don't remember the particulars. But they said these kids already have no future at such a young age. Why even keep them in school, really? Let's just put them in the factory, chain them to the wall, and make them work until they can't fucking put toys together anymore. Or they can't lop any more heads off of pigs. I don't know what they were doing. They said they weren't allowing these kids to work with heavy machinery. My ass, they weren't allowing these kids to work with heavy machinery. So that happened in Iowa. That's what went down in Iowa a few months ago. I would just say, we don't have any more rules and regulations. Let them work. Put them to work. Texas, meanwhile, there's an article here that says, Workers for Slaughterhouse Cleaning Firm that hired children repeatedly used stolen identities to get jobs. I said to myself, oh, this involves identity theft. 
This is definitely worth a write-up now. It's not worth widespread media coverage when we're putting 14-year-old kids to work in the fields in Iowa. But it's getting attention now that there's identity theft involved. There's another layer that people with money actually care about. Nobody wants their identity stolen unless you just don't give a shit. If you're living on the fringes of society, which I've lived on for years, by the way, identity theft is the least of your concerns. This entire article is essentially just about identity theft until the last fucking paragraph. It's really only in the last paragraph of the article do they care about the identity of the children that are in the slaughterhouses instead of the identities that have been stolen of the fucking adults. But it says here at the very end that the smuggling scheme brought migrant children to work in multiple slaughterhouses for multiple companies across multiple states. It actually sounds like a well-run organization to me. I'm just being honest with you guys, but you know that there were a few kids in Iowa. They got sent there. The agency said this is like the haven for underage workers right here. This is where you want to be. You want to be in the middle of a cow pasture in Iowa having to pick up cow shit. Nobody's going to ask for any documentation there. And they got to Iowa and they called the agency up after they got there. They've been there, what, 12 hours, 16 hours. They haven't even worked a full shift and they're on the phone back to the agency, probably begging to go anywhere else. The agency says, you're going to have to go to Texas probably. And they said, we don't care. We just got to get out of Iowa any way possible. But I can't keep it straight, guys. All these states seemingly just have different laws. You can work as a child in Iowa. You can't work in Texas. You can steal somebody's identity in Iowa. You can't steal somebody's identity in Texas. And then the abortion thing. The abortion. Do I do I hear hooves? <coughs> They're kicking up a lot of dust. Fuck. I can't confirm it's the abortion caravan back in town after a seemingly three-month-long hiatus. Let me see if I can grab one of them. Ma'am, can I, t- can I talk to you? Hello. Jessica, are you still on the caravan? I'm still chilling with the caravan. We've been going around the United States having a lot of fun. We did spend a little time in West Virginia, and I can confirm that the Oxycontin are in full bloom this time of year. It's beautiful up there. Well, I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah, I did want to warn you, you better watch your mouth. You know Mr. Rainwater owns a slaughterhouse, right? I didn't know that. Does he employ children? I can't speak to that. There's very particular laws in Russia that we utilized our benefit. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Are you guys in town for the abortion this afternoon? No, we're not actually. We're just going to the buffet. You're going to the buffet? Yeah, we're going to the buffet. You got a problem with that? No, I don't have a problem with that. You got a problem with a woman's right to choose? No, I don't have a problem with a woman's right to choose. Is that why? Yeah, that's why we're going to the buffet. Because I support a woman's right to choose, and me and all the gals are going in there, and we're all going to get what we want. I want green beans and rolls and mashed potatoes. And Becky over here, Becky wants roast duck or some shit. I don't know what she wants. She's been bitching all day. She thinks that Ron DeSantis put a 6 p.m. ban on buffets. I had to explain to her it's not that at all. Oh, God, here come the horses again. (coughs) Fuck! They're just rolling through one after another. No, it's not that at all, Jessica. It's really not. I think the Ron DeSantis put a six-week abortion ban, you know, on the books in Florida. I'm pretty sure it's what actually happened. Yeah, I've been telling her that. She's just not... She's not going to believe me. Do you mind if I put her on the phone with you? I don't care. I'll explain it to her. Hello? Hello? Oh, I'm Becky. <laughs> Becky, 
Ron DeSantis banned abortion after six weeks. He didn't. He didn't cut off a woman's right to choose at the buffet after six p.m. Yeah, she doesn't talk much. She's, she doesn't have much to say. She sounds like she's half dead, Jessica. Good God. How, how could that woman possibly keep a child inside of her alive when she sounds that dead? I don't know how she's alive either. She has almost no pulse. Really, we would have to talk to Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman to really get the details. She's the only one we can trust. She's the only one we can trust now. I gotta go. Me and the ladies, we gotta get in before 6 p.m. just in case... They do cut us off. It's not the way it goes, Jessica. That's not it at all. You guys have been completely confused. Yeah, well, I'm not taking any chances. We gotta get our asses in here before they cut us off. Jessica, we're not even in Florida. Myrtle, block the door. Don't let anybody else in. We gotta get it all before they cut us off. All right, guys. I do have a bit of sad news to pass along before the end of the show today. So if you're standing, sit. If you're in a car on the highway... Maneuver it to the shoulder as fast as possible right now. Come to a complete stop. Take a deep breath. Ooh. Are we ready? There was only one left in the state, ladies and gentlemen, but the local Sears by my house is closed. It's gone. We went to Long John Silver's and we went to Captain D's on this show, and I always thought it would be interesting to go to Sears, see what kind of bullshit they're trying to sell in there in the year 2023. That'll never happen. They announced two days ago they were closing, and I'm pretty sure yesterday... They boarded up the front door. All the employees said, we got better things to do. We can't hang out here anymore. The store manager had to go in the bathroom and look himself in the face and realize that he's been selling power tools for 30 years and it hasn't accomplished anything. No one's interested in anything we have to sell. They boarded up the front door, lit a match, and walked away. The top comment in the comments section for the story, a guy said, I've worked there for 30 years and I get $121 a month for retirement. Top comment under that, Ah, yes. The good old days. That's back when the Sears were still open, my health teacher was still selling pizza, and my popsicles were red, white, and blue and shaped like cruise missiles. Goodbye. You know that thing where you're eating chocolate in the bed and you fall asleep and you wake up the next morning? and you don't know whether you've actually shit the bed or not? That happens to me several times a week. Oh no! So you wake up and... You just... Can't tell if it's milk chocolate or whether you've taken a shit in your sleep. Hi. That's it, Jessica. Give me the next Tucker fucking Carlson or Rush Limbaugh, huh? I think you could... Why don't you switch to white chocolate? I guess that would help, wouldn't it? Yeah, do that. Switch to white chocolate. You'll never be fooled again. I think you could. We want to talk about a series of disappointments this week. First, the Sears closes. Then last night, I go online. I'm hunting around for Bill Cosby tickets. He promised me he was going to go on tour this summer. I told everybody he was going on tour. It's true. He said it. I was warning everybody. I warned you guys. I said, hide your kids. Cosby's coming to town this summer, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Well, guess what? Evidently, he's not coming to town. I can't find a single ticket for a single show anywhere online. This might be one of those things. The only way that you're going to know Cosby's in town is to pay attention to the rapes and sexual assault statistics. When the stats start going up, you'll know Cosby's in town probably for the whole weekend. There'll just be a trail of Werther's originals and lewds leading to the comedy venues that he's performing at. 
I can't complain.com is the home of this program. Thank you for listening. Eventually, your family will leave you, and you'll be forced to sleep outside next to the swimming pool that you paid to have installed. You're no longer allowed in the house. you got to sleep outside with the animals. Keep your uh, smartphone charged up. If you keep your smartphone charged up, there's a new I Can't Complain every Tuesday, and you might be cold and alone and homeless, but at least you'll have me. I gotta go. That buffet's closing soon. It's 5.30. Do you love me? Do I love you? We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I am a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I love you. Well, this is how I like to spend my time. Doing pretty much what I want. And I don't let living with diabetes interfere with that. Not even when it comes to getting my testing supplies. See, I got Liberty Medical. No more running to the drugstore. No more worrying about whether it's time to reorder. And I one call to Liberty and all that's handled. Liberty makes it simple. They take care of the paperwork with Medicare and my insurance company. They don't pay anything up front. And they deliver my stuff right to my door. Why don't you try to find a little more time to do what you want? Give Liberty a call. Call Liberty today. Goodbye.